Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. The date is November 21, 2010, and we want to welcome you to the Fantasy Book Club discussion. Uh, the discussion starts in the middle of the book they were reading, and I do not know the book. So, without further ado, let me turn this over to the group. Is you know, it's like all of the books. It's so complicated. You get to the one point when you when you're ready to decide. Oh heck, I don't. It's all about maneuvering. I don't remember all of these places. I don't remember all of these people. This is driving me nuts. And then something happens, and you oh, your ears perk up, and you go on. All right. Well, I was slow starting the recording, so I'm just going to say we're talking about the Gathering Storm by Robert Jordan and Brandon Sanderson. Is that actually how it? Well, I guess uh, nobody's seen the cover, but that's what Amazon lists it as, which kind of surprised me. Isn't that what, um, I think NLS lists it that way, too, as a matter of fact. Audible has it that way, Robert Jordan and uh, Brandon Sanderson, so it, it sh gives his name first. I guess because he <clears throat> created the series, and he... Um, you know, had he? It's still they're still working kind of from his outline. Brandon Sanderson's still working from his outlines and notes and stuff. Well, I will say that I enjoyed it twice. I read it when it came out on Bookshare last fall, November, and I read it when uh, NLS brought it out in July. And it's very long, but it moves along, unlike some of Ur Jordan's or later Wheel of Time books, such as eight, nine, and ten, and well, a few more. But um, it actually really moves along, but he doesn't, and, and he's really good at recapturing, you know, at re, um, um, getting the characters to, uh, the way that um, Jordan did, except that he is, um, he has, um, I don't know, some people, I've read reviews on Amazon, and he says, um, and they talk about being able to notice writing style differences and so on. I guess I'm not that observant, because... If I didn't know that Robert Jordan hadn't written it, I don't know if I would know. You know, I would just know that it moved a good bit faster than most of his more recent Wheel of Time books, but I, and I'd be happy about that. But I don't know if I could tell if I didn't know. I can't still tell by the writing style. If there is a difference, it's not a drastic difference. Like I said, some of the characters are a little softer. And uh, uh, the way he's bringing the pieces together, I just kind of like, oh, I never thought you could do that. Yeah, and Rand's uh, character development. I guess we're going to see more of that in Towers. You, uh, yeah, I mean, don't spoil it, but I'm sure that we're going to see that um, now that he seems to have come to terms with Luz Theron in his head after that, you know, actually almost destroyed himself at the end of Gathering, of, Gathering Storm. That... I'm really looking forward to. And he just got the character Nynaeve. I just, I never liked her, and I still don't. And I just, but but she's mellowed a bit. Uh, but he, she's still in character, though. She just isn't quite so detestable as when Jordan was running it. I don't know. I kind of liked her. Uh, she isn't in it as much as some of the others, which may be part of it. And she's... <clears throat> Pardon me, so determined to become an Aes Sedai, so she's kind of, um, uh, how shall I say, you know, going along with things a little bit more. Egwene is almost too incredible. I mean, she's, what, 20? <laughs> and she's doing all this stuff to um, be head. And you notice it even more at Towers of Midnight. She's 
when I say she's behaving like a woman twice her age, I don't mean twice her age in, in old. I mean twice her age in wisdom. It's just kind of like, huh? Well, Julia, since you're new to these, you haven't read any of the older books? No, I'm not really qualified to lead this session, but I figured I'd better show up. <laughs> well, you can certainly say what you liked about it or what you didn't, even though you you know haven't read the earlier books in terms of plot, but certainly from the you know from what you read um and you can say something about you know the characters or the you know the setting or whatever that you know that you liked well i thought rand um i haven't read the other books but it seemed like he just sort of like in the first part of the book he had feeling and then when that thing happened with one of the forsaken Nazarewitch or whatever he just seemed to turn into a total jerk and i'm not sure if that's because the power did that to him or what but i kind of lost all respect for him after that. It's like, okay, you just, whatever. You think he had character in the first part of the book? We saw him as a young man in the two rivers, and he really um, has hardened and been hardened by circumstances. A lot of it is the way that things have happened to him, around him, the way that people he knows have behaved, and... Um, uh, no, he is, He even at the beginning of the book, he was as hard as nails. Um, and uh, to, to care about him, you had to get to the end of the book because there is a change that takes place at the end of the book. Actually, you, you quit about where it started being good when the Shanxin attacks the tower and and uh, everybody has to fight for control, and everything kind of turns around. And in the tower, it's not all about uh, Egwene and her being tortured. Um, but um, he is—he um, is really. Um, uh, he was he he's been really hardened by circumstances well and he has a great deal of difficulty trusting people because everyone wants to control him because he's the most powerful person on you know in the world at that point and the forsaken want to kill him and the Aes Sedai want to control him and um you may recall uh Julia at some point he mentions a box in one of the earlier books, some of the Aes Sedai that were under um, Elida's command kidnapped him and put him in a box and beat him every so often on their... They were trying to take him to Tarvalin to control him for the last battle, and they put him in this box. And um, So, you know, there, he went through from some very traumatic experiences with everybody's out to get him or kill him or control him, one or the other, and he just doesn't know who to trust, and, um, you know, there are very few people he can trust at all, and even then he has trouble showing his feelings because they might be killed because of him. So there's really a lot of circumstance there to make him... So his, his solution to this was to try to just become as hard and as unfeeling as possible and do what had to be done and just, you know, try not to feel anything about it. It doesn't help either when you are told that you must be at the head of this final battle against evil and that you will have to destroy the world to save it and that you will be killed in the last battle. Um, he doesn't exactly have uh, a very bright future to look forward to. Yeah, that's true. I guess <laughs> when you put it like that, it's kind of like, who cares? There's one thing I was thinking about, and I was thinking about this the first time I read it and the second time, and I was wondering, 
you know, um, look at Perrin. You know how he was so utterly obsessed with getting Fael out of um, um, the um, man. I can't. I can't remember the name of the pl the city now. Whatever, where she was kidnapped, um, and uh, <clears throat> Malden. That's it. That was a Scano in the original Bookshare version. And they all were. They all came out as Maiden. But anyway. Um, and now he's uh, saying, you know, he, maybe he shouldn't have done that. And I was wondering if Sanderson was saying maybe Jordan shouldn't have done that. But I mean, I mean, there's no way you can know anything like that. But I was just wondering if he was trying to say, you know, maybe you should have done a little more with that character. Wait for Towers. All right. Well, I can't wait. Oh, man, I, man, I don't know how much longer I can wait. But, um, I mean, I hope it's on, I hope it's in the processing. I actually took... Uh, Christina's uh, suggestion last time and wrote to Carrie, but she never wrote back to me. She is so busy that either she forgot... She she said once, either she'll write back quickly, or if she doesn't, then she probably forgot about it, because she just, you know, she is so busy. But uh, I did write to ask her if she could get um, the Towers of Midnight in earlier, because it's certain that it was going to be a bestseller, so I, I thought I'd write to her and say, well, since we're pretty certain it's going to be a bestseller, why not just order it ahead of time? But I guess that didn't happen. Well, that's going to take a long time to scan and proof that book, too. I mean, it's a seriously long book. It's exactly the same number of pages as The Gathering Storm. So it says, according to Amazon, it's 784, which is the same length. So I don't know how he does it. I mean, he's writing his own books and these books. I wonder when he sleeps or anything. Doing NaNoWriMo, I haven't the vaguest, or NaNoWriMo, I haven't the vaguest idea, because it's enough, it's nerve-wracking nerve enough to concentrate on one book. But um, the, um, uh, as far as, oh, I forgot what I was going to say. Oh, the thing about Malden, I don't know about you, I can never keep track of cities. I just, you know, I know Andor and Caneland, and, 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 but I, I just, when they start naming all these places, and after a while, I just kind of like, huh? Yeah, well, I, I mean, after all these books, I, I, I wish I had, I wish that he was as good, I mean, say, all these fantasy writers have maps in their books now, and even Tolkien had maps, but nobody was as good at describing where you were, and what was to the east of you, and what was to the west of you, and so on, the way Tolkien did. I can see Middle-earth in my mind. If you put me down in a place I can tell you what's on which side of you and where it is. I could I have a, like a map of Middle Earth in my mind, but I can't do that with any other fantasy books because they all know you can see the map, so they don't. They're not as good at setting you down and telling you what's where in the text as they as Tolkien used to be. It seems. Well, one thing about Tolkien too, they were going a direction. Uh, you know, you were always going east. And so you and you knew you had to go south around, or you could could go south around the mountains of Mist or North, but that there were problems with that, so you went over the mountains, and then um, you were you you know it was still after that it was all east and south, so it was things were kind of in the direction of the of the quest as it were, and this one you know you're hopping around from one place to another and you don't have real climate changes because the climate's all screwy anyway, so you know even if it's hot and humid someplace it's unusually hot and humid there so you can't put that together and and make it a few places are on the coast which helps um some of you know some of them are ports and they do mention that river Erolin now and then which kind of orients you but you're right you just don't quite know where you are and that's that's true of of the um 
somewhat of the Mercedes Lackey books, although those seem to be kind of centered in, in one kingdom, and, and so you don't have to know a thousand kingdoms. And, uh, oh, you were talking about the pages, uh, Evan. The, the, the towers are five parts on Audible, where Gathering Storm was four parts. So I don't know if they just decided to divide it differently or what. I haven't compared the length of time on each part. But there are more parts in them. <clears throat> i got to stop talking for a while. Yeah, uh, well, they, the pages might be bigger or the font could be smaller. After scanning a few hundred books, I can see, you know, a book can have the same number of pages and be longer, or it can even have fewer pages and be longer than a book with more pages. Uh, you know, the margins can be closer, the print smaller, you know, a lot of things like that. Um, so I just, oh boy, I, I can't wait. I just wish Bookshare would have gotten it done by now. I am so impatient. If it was Harry Potter, well... Harry Potter, he was done the same day, but, oh well, I guess, anyway, that movie's coming up, by the way, which I know this isn't a book uh, thing about the movie, but I know the, I haven't seen it yet, but I'm going to go see it. I got lost on the first Harry Potter. I just never have been able to get into Harry Potter. Maybe it's just that I'm being obtuse because everybody says it's so wonderful. Uh, I doubt the, the, uh, <coughs> oh gee darn, I doubt the, um, Pages or print would be that much different because they, I presume, are put out by the same company. So why would they change that? That does. I don't know. Uh, well, if you have trouble with Harry Potter, um, the first few books are a bit on the lighter side. Though there's a, a pretty sad scene in the second, at the end of the second book, Chamber of Secrets, and but the things get quite a bit darker and more serious early uh later on in the 4th, 5th, 6th and 7th books and you start learning the history of Voldemort and um and his connection with Harry and uh you know he gets closer to well it it's it's I think it's quite marvelous though I think her magical she's not good. her magical system is not very uh good but um I mean, the books have flaws in them, but still, uh, it's a pretty captivating story. And if, I mean, I know Lissy um, doesn't like some of the later books because they are darker. And they, I mean, he's growing up, you know, and he's learning more about, you know, his own history and, and Voldemort's history and stuff. But uh, I thought they got better as each book, you know, as the, as the books went along. I, and the last one I thought was just marvelous. So, um, anyway, that's... Uh, that's a different discussion, but I am looking forward to seeing what they did with it in the movie at some point. Julia, did you read any of those? Yeah, I read six, and then I started reading seven, and I think I got halfway through, and then I was told some misinformation about uh, people, and so I didn't finish it, so I should go back. I should just start over again, because I won't remember. But the first two books are kind of okay, and then the third one it starts getting really interesting. And then from there on, it's much more interesting. This business about, you know, ten years later, I don't remember too much about the first book, is so true a lot of these series. The uh, the Wheel of Time is really a problem that way. The uh, 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 the one I like so well, the um, Sword of Truth series, and some of the other, the dragons of this and that and the other thing, you know, they come out so far apart, and you just kind of like, what happened? The movie, the Harry Potter movie, the commercials, the voices in the commercials sound real good, but I think it's going to be another one of those movies that can be really hard to follow. Yeah, I suppose so. I, I don't know. I keep thinking maybe I should go back to the Sword of Truth, because I, I just, I don't know. I couldn't get past, there were some really horrible scenes where this woman's torturing 
Richard Seifert or something, and she puts this thing in his ear, and, oh my god, I just, oh, I don't know, for some reason that just gave me the willies, and I just, I put it down. Yeah, um, what's her name? Uh, I want to say Nikki, and that wasn't Nikki, it was the, the first one, uh, Dana, not Dana, but Dana, was pretty... She did. I mean, that was that's a hard section to read. You you get you get through it, and there's something that good that comes out of it. But that, and he does have some other scenes that are pretty. I mean, he's making the bad guys really bad. Yeah, I know, I know, and I tell Lissy this too because Lissy has trouble with that. And I said, well, you can't show, you can't just tell people that you know this or that person is evil. You know that doesn't have that doesn't make an impression on people. You gotta, you have to show evil if you're going to overcome it and make it worth you know, reading. So, I mean, I, I should take my own advice, but that was just a little too much, uh, I think. But, and also, I'm not sure about the narrator. I'll have to look at who it was before, but he, uh, I don't know, maybe I need to revisit those and give them a number, another chance. But, uh, um, but yeah, you have to show the evil if you're going to, you know, make overcoming it worth reading about. I think he probably did stretch that Denna thing out a little too far. Um, and there's a couple others in some of the other books that I think probably he made more out of them <clears throat> than he needed to. So I will, I will concede that point. But what I liked about them is that you know you had two main characters that you were focused on, and you had other satellite characters that were who were important in the story, and you got to know and like. But but you didn't have you know cast of thousands. Unlike the Wheel of Time. <laughs> Which brings us back to topic. Yeah, that was very skillfully done, I must admit. Um, but I noticed, well, even in Knife of Dreams, though, Jordan was starting to close down some plot lines. He got Fael out of Malden, finally, and he got rid of Galena. Um, that was a little plot line he, he took care of. And, of course, at the very beginning of uh, The Gathering Storm, he got rid of uh, f um, Messina... That was going on a long time without any resolution. So, I mean, they're, they're, he's cutting off the plot lines, which is good, because there were just too, too, too many. I don't seem to remember that, but then again, I haven't read the rest of the book, so maybe. Who's Massima again? Massima is a, uh, a guy that, he was one of the northern, was he with the northern tribes, or northern kingdoms, who was fighting with... Uh, um, Rand for a while, and he sort of went off the deep end, and he became a, a religious fanatic, as it were. And he he was, I mean, he was a strange guy, but he um, he was um, very dangerous. And of course, he was after Rand because Rand was a dark friend, since Rand was a wolf person. And I mean, he just if you didn't, I mean, he was the the ultimate religious fanatic. Yeah, Masima, that was it. He was, yeah, but he became the prophet of the dragon, so to speak. He was thought he was doing Rand's will by gathering up all these people and bringing this army, this ragtag army, that was going to do Rand's bidding at some point. But he was so authoritarian and so fanatical, and, you know, if you didn't agree with him, you know, you were absolutely the worst. And he was just mentally unstable, and he had, you know, he was just causing all kinds of problems, and telling people to kill whoever it was who didn't swear to the dragon and swear to serve him. They were enemies. Uh, so um, so he was in quite a few of the books, and they finally uh, put that to rest in the beginning of this book, where I uh, remember Fael uh, killed him at the beginning of the book. Yeah, I remember that now, and I was wondering why. I was wondering, actually, if he had actually died or if he was just unconscious. Cause it... And then, of course, the book went on, and I 
forgot all about him. I was like, oh no, this is like one of the dragon's servants just got murdered, and I thought that Rand would be upset and everything, and so that's why. As far as Massimo, it couldn't have happened to a nicer guy. <laughs> I mean, he was really, he did the dragon more harm than good in his, uh, in his campaigns. Well, since there are only the three of us, do you guys want to talk about something uh, for the future? Uh, or do you want to guys, guys want to do the list voting thing again? I mean, it's interesting that, uh, you know, we, we did that the last time and it, didn't work out too good, it seems, or else, I mean, if, if it had worked out, I guess we would have had more people. Well, everybody was going on about Gardens of the Moon or whatever that is. Um, you know, a lot of people wanted to read it. Maybe we need, and there was talk about it, <clears throat> having it for, for the next month, but, but I don't know. Well, that was my choice, um, because I thought, you know, and I'm, I'm sorry to say that I think I was correct, that we wouldn't get very many people for the Gathering Storm. I'm disappointed because... You know, as I said before, Julia came in. Sorry, Julia, I didn't mean to talk to you like you weren't there. But um, before you came in, I was saying, you know, this is one of the best-selling books of the year, and certainly, almost certainly, the best-selling fantasy book of the year, and we can't get people to turn out for it. I just, uh, I'm very disappointed because I liked it so much, and I thought, you know, he's really brought back the series in some ways. I mean, a lot of people liked the series, but I know a lot of people who were complaining about you know, the way Jordan was running it, and, you know, Sanderson has really just turned it around and made it really exciting again. Um, and I'm just sorry that more people didn't come to talk about it with us. But I wanted to read The Gardens of the Moon. That's the first book in the Malazan, the Mal, uh, what is it, uh, Fallen, uh, and Stephen Erickson. Uh, you mentioned that, I think you wrote about that in one of your emails, Julia. Maybe I can't. Remember. I think I thought it was Kim who brought it up. Actually, it was on the "Do you want to do this book or that book?" One of the emails that went out to uh, <clears throat> say to people, "Do you do you want this book or do you want that book?" And there were a couple people that were kind of interested in <clears throat> in that. I'm interested in it, but it is pretty long. It's not as long as the Gathering Storm. Uh, in narration, it's about 28 hours, whereas the Gathering Storm was 34. So it's still still pretty long. But uh, I'm interested in reading it. It's it's not a uh, an urban fantasy or anything. It's more of this, the traditional intrigue, political intrigue. There's an empress who's pretty evil, and she sends out some of her henchmen to uh, fight to overcome the last resistance to her empire becoming the only one in the on the continent or in the world or whatever it is. And there's some mages and sorcerers who want to fight against her, and there's lots of intrigue and stuff like that. And it sounded like I want to read it. I don't know how many books there are in this series. Malazan Book of the Fallen. That's what it's. That's the name of the series. But um, NLS has at least two, maybe more. Yeah, that sounds interesting. So, um, if Lana doesn't have any objections. Oh no, I'm doing it again. I'm sorry. <laughs> and Flanna, you don't have any exceptions. You're here, after all. I'm only partly here. The rest of me's stuffed up. But no, I don't have it. <clears throat> no, I don't have any suggestions. Well, let's give it a go then and see what people think of it. We'll. Uh, um, I'll write to the fantasy club list and mention it, and um, then um, Anne can prepare the news wire. We ought to all say what a wonderful time we had and how much fun we had and what a lively discussion was and what everybody missed. <laughs> sure, I'll write that in, absolutely. And we all love the book. Well, you liked the book, right, Julia, even though you didn't read the earlier ones. You loved it, right? Of course I did. 
you know your script very well. Well, actually, we all we had a good time. We had a good, lively discussion on the book, and so you know it'll be pretty much true. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, I uh, I just well, we talked about we talked about uh, uh, some things, but I I'll try to I I, I I'm going to squeeze in some tower stuff next time. Uh, if I've read it by then, just after everybody goes away. You don't have Audible, Evan? There are so many neat stuff, things on there. No, I need to get that. What does it cost you? It depends on what plan you get. Uh, probably the most manageable one is, I think it's $22 a month, and you get two credits, which usually means two books a month that you can download. And you can play them on your stream or <clears throat> or your BookSense, or if you have the new book port whatever they call it and some several of the other the Plex talk plays it several things you know play in fact when you're getting your player it just says like uh, GW micro products hymns products humanware products you know and you, you get you have to register your device so you can read it and then you can store stuff on cards and on the <clears throat> SD cards and keep them but um, I have the Platinum, which is a really major serious hit on my credit card once a year. It's about like 230-some a whack, but I get 24 credits for it. So I'm, I'm looking at, uh, you know, just a little over $10 a book, basically, which, you know, you couldn't go into a bookstore unless you did, you know, used books or something. You couldn't go in a bookstore and buy a paperback for that much half the time. Well, and it's pretty obvious that they get these books ahead of time because, um... They had the Gathering Storm or, or uh, the Towers of Midnight right off, didn't they? I mean, did they have it almost as soon as it came out? Uh, they've had several books that I was aware of and one that I'd heard about that I wanted, and they said it would come out such and such a time, and you know, and the publicity on the book. And I looked it up the next day, and there it was. So I think you know they're part of Amazon. So it. <clears throat> I have to stop talking. All right, I'll check it out, and uh, in the meantime, I'll write up. I'll I'll put a I'll post a message to the Fantasy Club list. Uh, Julia, unless you want to do it, you're the leader, so, you know, if you want to do it, I don't want to take your, you know, your uh, leadership functions, if you want to do that. Um, no, you, I'm okay with you doing it, actually. Maybe I'm just lazy. Oh, dear. That's fine, but uh, we'll close up then, because my throat is starting to hurt as well. I have a cold, and I'm going to have to cough a lot and go get drinks and stuff. So uh, I'm closing out too because I have to quit talking myself. Uh, so I'll see you guys next month for Gardens of the Moon, Malice and Book of the Fallen by Stephen Erickson. Available on Bard and on Bookshare. And uh, Newswire will come out on that uh, presumably when Anne prepares it, which should be shortly since I'm going to write the message to tell her what we're doing. Okay, take it easy guys. Bye! Happy Thanksgiving. Yep, same to you. Bye.